Hey, good morning, everyone. Uh, we are glad you guys are joining us here again, um, and hopefully you guys are worshiping together, um, either in your small group or with your family. Um, but for, before we begin, let's just go to the go to the Lord in a word of prayer. Um, God, today we just ask that you would open up our hearts and open up our eyes to your word, um, that we will be able to see you and that we will be able to to know to know you more deeply. And so God, we pray that you would um, yeah, work through this time, even though we're just watching a video, listening to a video, but I pray that you, well, your spirit is still with us. And, and so pray that you would, um, yeah, well, you will work in our hearts and that we would hear you and that we would love you at the end of all this. I pray this um, in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, from time to time, students will come up and ask me, hey, if I, should I listen to my parents when it comes to a, a particular decision they have to make? Uh, sometimes they have disagreements on maybe uh, uh, whether it be a college they want to go to, or sometimes they have disagreements, uh, you know, like the, the child wants to, go home, wants to go out and the parents wants them to stay in. And, you know, you know I, even other times I have parents who come up to me and they just, they just need help. Uh, you know, they're like, can you help my student listen to me uh, on, on this particular thing? And um, when situations like these come up, students will always ask, am I supposed to listen to, uh, am I supposed to listen to my parents if I am to honor them? Am I, you know, um, you know, growing up, I always thought honoring my father and mother, um, you know, it was always just uh, a, something I, I, I just had to obey my parents, right? Uh, I just had to listen to them right away and, and, and respond immediately. And it was always so one-sided, um, you know, in this understanding of the fifth commandment, uh, parents really had no role in it. And so, and so I, I ask you, you know, is, is, um, is honoring fa- that your, thy father and mother as simple as, as just listening to parents, right? Um, and so what I wanted to do to just was today is just kind of answer, um, answer this question through the Proverbs. And I want to start by asking this question. You know, what does God desire when he says, honor thy father and mother? You know, and so this is where we'll go today. Um, the, the three things that we'll try to answer this question. Um, the first thing we'll see is that God desires to be honored um, by, father, by the father and mother first. Uh, Secondly, God desires children to bring joy to their father and mother. And lastly, God desires families to flourish. And so before we move on, though, I, I do want to say a quick word to those, young, those who are young adults who are, you're watching. You might be thinking, well, you know what, like since this is a, a family, this is about families, this is about honoring, honoring thy father and mother, you know, like I'm 28, I, I, I don't live with my parents anymore, Does this, this doesn't really apply to me. And, and I'll just encourage you to keep listening, right? Don't move on to the response song just yet. Um, but I believe there are things in here that will apply to anyone who is listening. And, and so, yeah, but let's just look at Proverbs um, 10, verse 1. If you have that in your Bibles, um, turn to Proverbs 10, verse 1. And so as our first point, we're going to look at God desires to be honored by the father and mother first. Proverbs 10.1 says this, it says, a wise son makes a glad father, but a, foolish son is a, but a foolish son is a sorrow to his mother. 
So what we need to see here in this verse, that this verse implies uh, that the father and mother is wise themselves first. Right? It wouldn't make sense for a, a parents to expect their children to be something they are not. Right? The father is glad that the child is walking the path of wisdom. Right? He, the child has chosen wisdom in this situation. And so it, it is in the same path, he's walking in the same path as, a, as that of his parents. Right? And so they are aligned in their thinking. They are aligned in their beliefs. They are aligned in their living you can see the opposite being described here too, right? When parents, uh, when parents and children, when they're at, their, at each other's throats, it's because they don't see eye to eye on something, right? Wise parents and foolish children bring about sorrow, right? Parents must honor God themselves first. This proverb only makes sense for, to Solomon and his readers if the parent is wise, Right, it, it, the parent is is someone who honors God because Proverbs one, right, is application of what God has already said, and this is how God designed it to be. One book I just I read it describes it like this: First Adam, the leader, is created to rule and subdue the earth. Right, then Eve is created to help Adam rule and subdue the earth. The family grows out of this union and is a vital part of that original good, original goal for man to rule and subdue the earth. Therefore, it follows parents, their role is then to train children for, for this calling. The, the, the calling is the propagation of the human race is the end of subduing the earth and ruling it under God. Children must be brought up with that vision in mind and taught the convictions and necessary and skills necessary to pursue it. God's design is for it to start with the parents. Parents must honor God themselves first. We see this happening in Deuteronomy chapter 6 verses 4 through 7. And I'll give you time just to turn there. Deuteronomy chapter 4 verses, uh, chapter 6 verses 4 through 7. Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses 4. It says this. It says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord God, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might. And these words I have commanded you today shall be on your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children, and you shall talk of them when you sit down in your house, and you walk by the way, and you when you lie down, and when you rise. See, God here, he calls the parents to love him and charges them to teach it diligently to their children, right? Let's look at this word diligently, right? You're, 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 going, to, you're going to know how to live a life that is spent loving God with all your heart and all your soul and all your mind. So parents, you have to love God first before you can teach it to someone else, Loving God is part of your routine. It is who you are. At, at, at any point of the day, you can look and write whatever you're doing, whatever you're walking, you're laying down, you're sitting, you're teaching it. When you, when you rise up, you're teaching it. When you live, it naturally comes out how you love God. And so for parents, for you, you have to know how to love God before you can actually teach it to your children. You have to know how to show what it means to love God before you can show, uh, before you can show it to your children. 
so much in the book of Proverbs. It is Solomon telling his son to listen to the wisdom that he is sharing with him. He is sharing wisdom. He is sharing things that he has received from God himself. So how you teach your children and how and what you teach your children is really an overflow from your relationship with God. Or if any case, in some of the cases, it's an overflow of the lack of relationship with, with God. So can I challenge you in this way? So when, when all the news of the virus started kind of, kind of coming out, um, when it started to ramp up, you know, how did you react in, this, in these situations? What flowed naturally from your thoughts, right? Did, you, did, did anxiety naturally rise up in your heart and you were worried about the situation? Or, or did scripture rise up in your mind and, and it put peace and gave peace to your heart in these situations? Did you believe that God would be, uh, did you believe that God would be faithful to you in these moments? Or did you believe, you know, or did you kind of just think about what's going on and what's being said on the news? And, and that was kind of more prevalent in your mind. And if I asked your students, hey, you know, what did your, what did your parents teach you so far? How did they respond in these moments? What would they say to me? Or would they have said nothing? You know, would they have said, responded with, you know what, my parents never, didn't really say anything yet. Because in times of crisis, in times like these, our theology will be revealed. Parents, parents, you must honor and love God first in your lives. Whatever your relationship is like with God the Father, that will be revealed to your students. If you have a deep love for the word, your, your children, your child, they will pick that up. If you're always responding in crisis, in, 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 in prayer, and your, your children, they'll learn that from you, right? If your relationship is, with God is shallow, uh, and, 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 you know, if your relationship is just a, with God is just a Sunday thing, then your, your children, they will live in that same way. And they will realize that, and they will go, you know what? You know, God's not poor, and I will live as if God is just a Sunday deal as well. See, God's design is for parents to disciple their children and teach them what it looks like to follow God. They can only do this if they live out and honor God themselves first. And so this whole first point was, yeah, it was really directed at parents. You know, at the same time, it is challenging for us to think about, you know, where's our relationship with God? You know, you better put it in check. You know, you got to think about, you know, am I, how, what, what did I respond with? How did I respond to with, you know, in, with all this virus situation? You know, is my relationship with God, how deep is it? But yeah, you know, this whole idea was, yeah, parents, this whole point, first point was parents, you, um, you must honor God first. So what about the kids? What about you kids who are listening? You know, what do you do? Right? So before I get to our second point, I do want to ask uh, this one question. So, you know, like, I do want to bring up this question. Maybe some of you children, you're asking, you know, what if my parents, what if they don't honor God? You know, if, 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 if God's design is to honor God first, does that mean I don't, you know, if my parents don't honor God, does that mean I don't need to honor my parents? Uh, to answer that question, no. God still desires you, desires for you to, uh, to honor your parents. So which leads me to a second question I want, to think, I want you to think about first. So what does it mean to honor thy father and mother, right? Now, you know, some, a few quick thoughts. That doesn't mean that children, you are slaves to your parents or, you know, you always, you, you just have to do what they do, you know, do what they desire, Right? 
Um, at the same time, obedience um, does not mean honoring either. Uh, what, I do, what, what I do want to say is that this doesn't mean you don't have to listen to your parents. And it doesn't mean that you don't have to obey your parents. I just want to make sure uh, that you're not equating obedience with honoring. So the question is, what does honor, what does it mean to honor? Um, you know, what does God desire when he says, honor thy father and mother? And is that, this is our second point. Our second point is that God desires children to bring joy to their father and mother. I believe the idea of bringing up joy will make sense, uh, will make sense of what it means to honor your parents. So let's look back at the, uh, at the proverb, uh, Proverbs 10. Right? It says this, Proverbs 10.1, it says, A wise son makes a glad father, but a foolish son is, is a sorrow to his mother. So we see that a foolish son is a sorrow to his mother. Let's put that in positive terms, right? A, a son or daughter uh, is not only not to bring sorrow to the, to the mom, but the child should be actively bringing gladness and joy to his or her mom. Right? When you honor your parents, you're giving weight to them. Right? And so I'm not saying you're making them fat like that. But when I say when you're giving weight to them, it, it means that you treat them and regard them with respect. You're, you're giving weight to them. And so, you know, think about this. Think about what happened after Kobe Bryant died a few months ago. Right? Think about all the people who um, were bringing all of these things to the Staples Center. I, I don't know if you guys saw the videos. There were people bringing flowers. People were bringing all of these jerseys, these basketballs. And they were bringing all sorts of stuff. And they were kind of putting it at this, this, this remembering, honoring thing uh, in, in front of the Staples Center to just to remember Kobe Bryant. Right? And there were also um, these young athletes, uh, they were saying, you know, like Kobe was an inspiration to them. They, 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 Kobe made an impact in their lives. Right? He meant something to them. Many of the young players, they grew up watching Kobe. Right? He was their inspiration. He was the reason why they play basketball. They gave weight to Kobe. They respected Kobe and they honored him. So when you give weight and respect your parents, that brings joy to them. When you obey your parents, it, it, it shouldn't be out of it, it should it should be out of respect for respect and love for your parents. And I'll never forget this one time when my mom said this. She, I remember her saying, "Why does no one listen to me?" And at that time, I don't think me and my brothers, my two older brothers, we weren't really listening to her. We weren't doing the things that she was saying. And she, we, we weren't doing the things that she was asking us to do. We didn't give her the respect of, of her requests. We did not give any weight to my mom. And I could still hear the, the hurt in her voice when she asked that. And what she was really asking was, why does no one care about me? Why, why do you all not care enough to listen to what I'm telling you or asking you to do? In that moment, it was really a foolish son can bring sorrow to his mother. It really wasn't about, it wasn't about doing what she asked. That, you know, doing what she asked was secondary. But what primarily, primarily what, was, what was going on was it was about what I thought about her. Did I care enough to listen to her? Right, sons and daughters, you have to think about this. Do you see that you have the capacity to bring joy or sorrow to your parents? 
you have a lot of influence uh, on your parents, right? To a certain extent, you could control, you kind of control their emotions and, and by your actions and by your responses to them. So this means your actions, they have a lot of weight to them too, right? So what message are you sending to your parents by your actions, when you respond and obey the first, the first time your mom asks you to do something, you're pursuing joy and not bringing sorrow in those moments. Think about this. When was the last time you thanked your parents for, that you told them, and, and you told them that they were, you were grateful for something um, that they did for you? Right? When, when were you thankful? When did you tell them that you were thankful for the sacrifices that they have made for you? And I saw an article this week, and I shared it to, to, with some of the youth this, uh, this past Wednesday. Um, but it was a challenge to, to the students. All right? it, it was a challenge to make uh, the home life much easier these next few weeks when you're, you're kind of quarantined at home. Um, and and, and the, the, in, this, in this article, it said this. It says, you have the power to make these next few weeks miserable for your family, but you also have the power to make it more bearable. What if you organized games and activities for your younger siblings? What if you volunteered to take over the laundry? Maybe you can cook a meal so your mother could rest. Brainstorm a movie night schedule where everyone gets a turn to pick the movie. Students, when you're at home, I'm not saying you need to help out around the house. But what I'm saying is, do you see how much your parents do around the house? Do you know how much your parents do for you? Because I think if you did see what they did for you, then you would give weight to your parents. You would honor them by helping out by whatever, else, by whatever they need. You could make it easier for your parents. You bring joy to your parents when you give weight and help out. But children bringing joy to their fathers and mothers doesn't just apply to youth kids or, or elementary students and, and kids like that. But it applies for all of us, and whether your parents, uh, whether you're living with your parents or not, it applies if you're you're 20 or 30 or 40 years old. It applies to all of us, and it doesn't matter how old you are. I mean, just this week I was talking to this 20-year-old, you know, this 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 guy. He was saying how his parents wanted him to go home because of all that's going on. But it's not like this person could just pick up and leave. He, had, he has a life here. He has a job here. He can't just go back. And so this person said, you know what? I'll honor my parents by calling them more. My guess is that the parents, they were just worried. And you know, they just wanted to make sure his son was, their son was okay and was safe. And, and so the best way that he could love and honor his parents was just to make sure and confirm with and call his parents and be like, you know, I am okay. You know, bringing joy to our parents looks very different for all of us. And I think you guys have to think about what it looks like for you to honor your parents in your situation. You know, before my dad had passed, um, every time I went to see him, I made it a point to hug him. And that made him very, very happy. You know, I, I did this because in, in his stage of dementia, I feel like all I could do was just to, to hug him and, and make sure he was happy in those moments. Because every time I hugged him, he would say in Chinese, hey, you're a good kid, good kid, right? It, it brought him joy, though. Um, it wasn't really about me being good, but it brought him joy because he knew that he had a son that loved him. 
And so this is the picture that God desires for parents and children to come together. Parents teaching and discipling their children and children loving and giving weight to parents. And so this brings us to the last point. God desires families, the parents and children to come together. And God desires, his desire is for families to flourish. And so let's look at another Proverbs that we have. Turn, if you can, turn to Proverbs um, chapter 30, verse 11. I'll turn there. I'll let you guys turn there real quick. Proverbs chapter 30, verse 11. And it says this. Proverbs 30, verse 11. It says, There are those who curse their fathers and do not bless their mothers. So Solomon, he uses his words very carefully there. He says, curse, there are those who curse their fathers and do, not, and do not bless their mothers. Right? What passage do you think about when you hear the words curse and bless? Right? It should point you back to Genesis chapter 12. And, and, and so I'll, tr- I'll, I'll have you guys turn to Genesis chapter 12 here. If you guys give you a moment. Uh, Genesis chapter 12 verses 1 through 3. This is the... This is when God approaches Abram. Genesis chapter 12, verses 1 through 3, it says this. Now the Lord said to Abram, go from your country and take your kindred and your father's house to the land I will show you. And I'll make you into a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great so that you will be a blessing. And I will bless those who bless you and honor him who dishonors you. And, I, and him who dishonors you, I will curse. And in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. And so if you see on the flip side of Proverbs verse 30 are those who do bless and those who, who do not curse. So this is the family that, that, that Solomon has in mind, the ones who are a blessing to the blessing around, to the people around them. And this is the design and purpose of the family uh, and, and that, God has, that God wants for us. We, he wants us to flourish so that we can be a blessing. Again, let's look back to another verse. Um, turn to Exodus um, chapter 20, verse 12. We're going to look back at the, at the fifth commandment here. <clears throat> We're going to look back at the fifth commandment. We can see the same design that God has in God's desire for the family to flourish in this, in this verse. Exodus 20 verse 12 says this, Honor your father and your mother, that the days may be long in the land that the Lord God, your God, that the Lord your God is giving you. Right? What we need to see here from this passage is that when, you're say, when, when God says, your days may be long in the land when you honor your father and mother. And so let's talk about this, 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 this phrase, your days may be long in the land. So this doesn't only mean a length of time, but rather what he's saying here is about the abundance of life that you will have in this land. And so Kevin DeYoung, he kind of puts it this way. Kevin DeYoung, he says, if you want to enjoy life to the, to the full blessing that God has for you in the promised land, you'll listen to your mom and dad. The whole point about being blessed by God living, is living this abundant life is to be able to be a blessing to the nations around them. The flourishing, the blessing, the abundant life, it, it leads to blessing others. God's desire f- desires families to flourish. That's his design, right? This leads us to ask, what is this flourishing floor? 
right? What, why, why does God want families to flourish, right? Is it just to have a good life? Is it just to have a blessed life? God, the young, he makes it a point to say that the first commandment is the foundation for loving God. Then if the first commandment is the foundation for that, then the commandment to honor thy father and mother is the foundation for upon which the love our neighbors is built. The parent and child relationship shapes the rest of our relationships with other people. So that in line with our message today, it begins with the parent's relationship with God, with, with their relationship with God. Then it trickles down to the parent relationship with the child. And in that, then it leads to in the impacting the family as a whole. And it impacts the family's relationship uh, with everyone else. And more specifically, a family's impact to be a blessing to those around us. So just as the people, just as the people of God were to be a beacon of hope to the nations around them, and, you know, as for you, your family, you are to point to the glory of God with your family. And as your family flourishes, you point others to the glory of God. So in the youth group this past Friday, we, we challenged the youth to think about their response to this whole coronavirus situation. And more specifically, I did challenge them, how can you be caring for the people around them? How can you be caring for the people uh, that are in need around you? As a family, you know, as a family, you can brainstorm ways you can help the people around you. And here's one suggestion that you could do. And I'm taking this, I take, I'm taking this idea from a friend who is a pastor in California. And so what they did was they, uh, they had these cards printed out on, uh, and, and they were going to distribute these cards to their neighbors. And on this card, um, they, it was basically it just said that, you know, it just said this. Hey, neighbor, we, as we learn to navigate this challenging time as a community, I want to reach out to each and every one of you to offer my services as, in a capacity in any way I am able. If you need help during these ongoing circumstances or would like for me to pray for you, please reach out. And then at the bottom of that, that, that statement, you know, you just put your name and you put a contact info. Maybe if you want to put an email or put a phone number, whatever you feel like. But all you have to do is put, you know, put that on a card, you know, reaching out to your neighbor, saying that you're available to help. And you can go out as a family and just drop it off at their, door, at their doors, right? You don't have to come and contact them, but just drop it off and letting them know um, you can help them. You know, what all, another thing you can do is you can go to the grocery store. And when you do go to the grocery store, just text your neighbors, hey, is there anything I can get for you? Um, you can ask them. And think about people that you could get groceries for. Um, I would even suggest this, right? Just like we first talked about, just as parents must honor God first, your family must honor God first before you can be a blessing. So maybe before you start reaching out and, and being helpful to people, I think maybe as a family, you guys need to you know, work on being, being a family that is flourishing, being a family that is being blessed by God uh, in your relationship with God as a family. So continue, and, and you know, so as we continue this social distancing thing, then use this time to build up your family. Practice home worship and utilize. So, you know, as, as, we're, as you're using this home guide to worship, utilize it during the, during, during the week, right? Instead of streaming services, we really want to go this route of this home worship guide so that you guys can practice this. 
And, you know, it's, you know, I, we want to want you guys to practice and maybe, you know, being able to use uh, family devotions and practice family devotions, you know, a few times a week. Maybe not. I mean, at least once once a week. Uh, but, it, you know, as you guys go through this, it's probably not so bad as you're realizing. But worship God as a family first before you are a blessing to others. God wants you to worship him first. He wants you to, he wants to see your family flourish so that you may be a blessing to others. So honoring thy father and, fi- thy father and mother has implications for the whole family. God has expectations set out for parents and for the child and for the family as a whole. God is the end goal of all your family relationships. God desires to be honored by parents. He desires to be honored by families. He desires to be honored by the children in your family. And ultimately, God desires to be honored by all the families of the earth. And that happens through us. That happens through uh, the body of Christ. Uh, We must have these first flourishing families so that we may be a blessing to, to other families around us. So let's pray. So God, as this, at this time, as we think about what it means to honor thy father and mother, let's let it, may we see that it has implications for the whole family. May we see that it has implications for the, from the top down, for, for, for those fathers, for the father and mother, for the children, and for us as a whole. It has implications for us as a church, for us to be a blessing to those around us, for, a blessing, for, for us, to, be, for us to, for, to care for those around us to love those around us, to be a beacon of hope to those around us that need it, especially in these times. So I pray that you would help us to know what we can and should do in these times and how we can love people around us, how we can care for people around us. Would you help us to know how we may be a blessing to others? So God, I do pray for the families at home during this time. May they be, um, May they just use this time to build up their families. May they use this time to grow together. May they use this time to deepen their relationships and their walks with you. Um, In the end, it is you we want to worship. In the end, it is you who will be worshipped. In the end, it is you, God, who who, who all tongues will confess as Lord. So Jesus, I pray that you will be glorified through all of these things. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Hope you guys have a good rest of the day.